Thanks for checking out this weekly Sunday message from Carrollton UMC. We pray that God will use this to speak to you and help you grow in faith. We invite you to join us this Sunday at our 10.30 a.m. one-hour service, in person at our location in Uptown New Orleans, or live online on our YouTube channel or Facebook page. To learn more about Carrollton, please visit carrolltonumc.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Our scripture this morning comes from Philippians, Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 3 through 13. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but to each, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient, even to, obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. The word of God for us, the people of God, let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you in all ways, for you are our rock and our ever-present redeemer. Amen. I'm hoping that most of you uh, got our email this week about today being a Jazz Fest Sunday, so we would move to get us out of church in time to get to Jazz Fest. We do that here. We try to get you to Saints games. We want church to be a thing that you can attend every week. But since it's a Jazz Fest weekend, I want to talk to you about performances. In our day-to-day -day existence, are we supposed to be performing in order to impress God. I mean, that seems like a normal thing we'd want to do, right? We certainly don't want to underwhelm God with a lack of a proper attitude or proper devotion or anything like that. But is it a goal of our living to impress God? Now, we ask this question against the backdrop of what we preach and what we all know deep down in our hearts but don't often embrace is that we cannot earn our salvation. It's been provided to us free by Jesus Christ by his sacrifice on the cross. So part and parcel of that is that there's nothing that we can do to be good enough to be saved. That's why the scriptures are abundantly clear on the topic, including the one that we're most familiar with, John 3.16, that simply says, 
that whosoever believes in Jesus Christ and Lord, as Lord and Savior will have eternal life. The scriptures do not say ever that whosoever is good or whosoever is trying to be good merits salvation. It's all about accepting Jesus Christ as Savior. So what follows after you accept Jesus Christ as Savior is in terms of what you do in response to being a follower of Christ. And if you're really following Jesus, if you're really trying to emulate Jesus, trying to impress God is not one of the things on your list to do. I mean, look at today's scripture, for example. It begins, in humility, value others above yourself. And then it says this about Jesus, that he made himself nothing. He took on the nature of a servant and he humbled himself so much that he took on the form of humankind. God certainly didn't need to do that. And then even more humbling, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now that last part about being obedient cuts against any idea we might have that any of what Jesus was doing or anything that we're supposed to be doing, is intended to impress God. Instead, what Jesus was doing is what he was supposed to be doing. And we should be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Now, that's not supposed to be impressive. That's simply the right thing to do. Some preachers look at it this way. They say, how silly it is to think that any of us who are this little speck of dust on this little tiny speck of a planet in the vastness of the universe can somehow impress the creator of the universe. Oh, we try, though, at least in our own heads. We try to be a, a good person as we define that ourselves. We try to do our best not to be as bad as those other sinners out there. Man, that, doesn't that just sound like the Pharisee and the tax collector in Luke 18? You remember that scripture that says, to some people who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. Hmm. Jesus told this parable. Jesus says two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and one a tax collector. And the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, thank you, God, that I am not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector over here. I fast tight twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He wouldn't even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you that this man, the tax collector, rather than the Pharisee, went home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. We say to God, well, at least we don't murder or rob banks or steal millions from people. As if. I had a discussion with one of the gentlemen from the New Orleans mission with whom we were working uh, when we were out visiting the homeless. And I mentioned to him the concept of some people thinking that I'm a good person. And he said to me, he said, compared to who? And I said to him, you mean compared to whom? That's when the fight started. <laughs> Seriously, though, we, we try to present ourselves to God as being good enough to deserve his love and his provision and his salvation and his affection, and that's just 
not how it works. We try to impress God because we're ignorant of his ways. We try to impress God because we don't believe that what he's given us is really a gift. After all, we live in a world where we're taught that you have to earn things, whether it's money or a promotion, sometimes even the love of other people, it seems that way, but it seems unreasonable at the same time that we don't have to earn God's love or affection or provision or salvation. We try to impress God because we lack faith. We don't know God, and therefore we don't know what he has promised us. Our ignorance about God keeps us from living as children of God. Keeps us from naturally bearing the fruits because God's spirit is already within us. The more we try to impress God, the more we are saying that Jesus is not enough. That's not only wrong, but that's definitely not impressive. Which brings us to a corollary. Now, a corollary, by definition, is a second thing which follows from a first thing when the first thing has already been proven. Now, we've already proven that we're not supposed to try to impress God. Logically, then, the corollary is this. We're not supposed to be spending our time and energies trying to impress other people either. And I mean this in the vein that our earlier discussion was in. It's not that we're not supposed to do the right thing, but we're not supposed to be performing on the playing field in an effort to convince other people that we have worth, that we have intrinsic value, that I'm a good person. We're not supposed to shake the plate when we donate money And when we do what we're supposed to do, we're not supposed to flaunt that for the purpose of impressing other people. Oh, man, you look good. (laughs) Curse you social media. I mean, that's clearly a corollary, right? I imagine God saying, well, you don't need to impress me, but you really need to go impress other people. Of course, the problem is this. When we Focus on impressing other people. Look at me. Look at me. There's a pretty good chance we're not focusing on God. If we focus on impressing other people, we're not doing what the scripture said today to do, to be humble and think of others as better than ourselves. And in the process of trying to impress other people, the gap between us and God, that lack of faith that we just described, that gap is typically expanding and not shrinking. In case you think I'm making all this up, the first sentence from today's scripture in Philippians, in a translation, a different one than we use, the New Living Translation reads this way, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others. Paul also said to the Galatians in Galatians 1, he says, am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And then Jesus brings it home for us. He seals the deal in Luke 16, 15, which says this. Jesus said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your heart. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. How many times have you stressed over what other people think about you? How often have you spent time and energy seeking the approval from other people 
and allowed that to just suck the life out of you and take your focus off of God. To put all this in the performance parlance, let's flip the script. As much as today's message might come across as being an admonishment, most of us should consider this as a relief that we don't need to impress other people. Society tells us otherwise, but God and Scripture get us off the hook. To further put it in the performance parlance, tell those folks that you have been working so hard to prove that you have worth. Tell your constituency, I know where the real riches lie. I'll see you in church. And drop the mic. Let us pray. God, we come to you every Sunday with cares and concerns on our hearts, so many of which are generated by things that are not you, that don't merit the, the gift and the faith that you've put in front of us, Lord. But Lord, we, we ask you to, to clear the air for us, to clear the smoke, to allow us not to be affected by the world in a way that distracts us from you, Lord, but that we operate in the world as your children so that our focus and our attitude and our feelings of self-worth and our feelings of love and compassion and our discernment and judgment all come because we're speaking to you and listening to you and not listening to ourselves or others. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, and our Savior. Amen.